WAU 100 is WAUE and WAUE HD. Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. is right here. This is Lee Scott Academy Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. Now, here is color analyst Carter Bird and the voice of Lee Scott Academy Athletics, Jacob Goins. We are live here at Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School for game two of a doubleheader between your Lee Scott Warriors and the Glenwood Gators. Jacob Goins with you and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as we welcome you into a shortened countdown to first pitch. It's all brought to you by Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. Go ahead and give you your starting lineups for Lee Scott. Here in game number two, following a 9-7 to seven loss versus Glenwood in game number one, it'll be Cade Hudson, Thomas Whittington, Garrett West, Sam Jackson, Pelzer Rees, Lane Eddins, Harrison Short, uh, Smith Harkins, and Brandon Martin, one through nine for the Lee Scott Warriors. And we are just about ready for first pitch here in game number two between Lee Scott and Glenwood. Again, in game one, it was a 9-7 loss for Lee Scott, where they were able to jump on the board early in that first inning, in that first game, but really just timely hitting for Glenwood is what ended up giving them a 9-7 victory. Lee Scott had a chance there late in that seventh inning, just couldn't quite get that runner around from first, and that one is ripped back into the net for strike number one from Kate Hudson. Yeah, as you mentioned, good job getting runners on, getting the score early. But we talked about it during the break, just the inability for shutdown innings. That's one of the biggest things in baseball. If you put up a number, you got to hang a zero up right after it. If you if you give up a number, you got to be able to respond. And that was something that we saw from, from Glenwood in the fourth. Lee Scott scored two. Glenwood responded with one. In the sixth, Lee Scott scored three. Glenwood responded with two. And although that's not matching completely, you're at least still putting up a number to lessen that deficit. And then you see with that five-run third, that ultimately being the biggest factor as it is Jackson Kennan on the mound for Glenwood to start here in game number two wearing number three again Glenwood in their cream colored uniforms with the green number and the orange orange G on their right chest Lee Scott in their road uniforms with the blue blue jersey white letters red numerals on the front white numerals on the back and the white pants with the blue stripes around all the sides. I could be mistaken too, but I th they had Glenwood had orange hats. They did. Two, yeah, so they, they did. Yeah. Went, went to the black hats. Went to the black hats here in game two, as Hudson lays off of that one in the dirt, and he'll take a first at bat walk from Jackson Kennan. And we saw Hudson get three walks in that first game. His first three at bats all started out as walks, and that brings up Thomas Whittington. Hudson starting at first base in this for in this second game. Whittington starting at center field. It's the sun just about set behind the trees back here behind us in Phoenix City as the temperature drops here in game two. 
That one's in the dirt for ball number one. Yeah, hits have come at a premium at certain times for both teams, but one thing that has not come at a premium is walks and strikeouts throughout these first two games. We've seen quite a few of them through so far through 14 innings. Glenwood pitchers in that first game as Whittington lays off of that one in the dirt for ball number two. Glenwood pitchers multiple strikeouts there in that first game. Starting pitcher uh, McCrane had, I believe he ended up with eight strikeouts his first in that first game did McCrane and then a couple of pitchers came into relief for the Gators for them to get to double digit strikeouts in game one. As the lights are on here at Tom or Tim Fanning Field on campus of Glenwood School, the 2-0 count to Whittington and a dribbler to the first baseman and swipes it up. Can't make the play. And it is McCrane over on first base. Can't make the play. And Whittington will get on base thanks to the error, I would say, at first base from McCrane. And so runners on first and second now for the Warriors here in game number two. Yeah, very interesting play. It seemed like McCrane had some half effort for it as he thought it might have been a foul ball because mm -hmm. it was right on that line, but the home plate umpire called it a fair ball. And again, you said that the short hop swipe for it kicked right off the heel of the glove and back towards the catcher and no play. And once again, we see it all three games. Lee Scott has had their first two runners on base looking to see if they can capitalize here in game three. Game one, of course, last night at Lee Scott, they fell Nine to three as that first pitch takes the inside corner against Garrett West for strike one. Game one last night at Lee Scott. Warriors fall nine to three. And then the game two, technically here today, game one of the afternoon, they fall nine to seven on the front end of a doubleheader. As that one's low and inside for ball number one to even up the count at one apiece against Garrett West. Again, those starting lineups were brought to you by. Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price, who reminds you that if you need services from her officers, the office at the courthouse in Opelika and satellite offices in Auburn and Smith Station. As it wrapped up a quick Russell Building Supply countdown to first pitch as Whittington rips that one foul towards the softball fields for a 1-2 count. Russell Building Supply, Russell Dewitt Center, and Building Supply experience and knowledge from the pros at your hometown home center. Still nobody out top of this Auburn Bank first inning. Lee Scott has two on base, first and second. No score between the Warriors and the Gators of Glenwood and a 1-2 count to West. And gets called strike three, hung up on the inside corner. And the first strikeout. Here in game number two, as Jackson Kennan gets his first one of the ball game. Brings up Sam Jackson, batting in the fourth spot. He'll be your catcher in game number two for the Warriors. A reminder that tonight's game is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. Same location, same results. Strike one on Sam Jackson. Yeah, Kennan's definitely not somebody that's going to blow you away with velocity. But a guy that can hit his spots can be just as effective. As he peeks back at second base, Kate Hudson, the big lead there, delivers inside. Get a good looking pitch, strike two. Runners on first and second for the Warriors, just one away. Top of this Auburn Bank first inning in game two, the 0 2 now. And inside almost hits him. And Jackson able to sort of weave his way out of the way to get back in the count one-two. If Jackson 
is able to get on, or even if he gets out without the double play, it's Pelzer Reeves on deck for the Warriors, the one-two. And a hard hit ball. It's going to be up in the gap, down to left field. Noah's play is made by the shortstop, but can't get anywhere to it. So he stops it from getting to the outfield. But Sam Jackson's going to be safe. And the bases are loaded here for the first time in this second in this second game for Lee Scott early on in this first inning. And Pelzer Reeves, another chance to come up with a big hit here for the Warriors. Yeah, great diving play there by... By the shortstop, I don't believe we have. <laughs> no, I can't see quite what number he is over there. Number 12, we don't have a lineup. Uh, number 12, we? we didn't. I don't think so, no. No, we didn't receive a lineup before the second game, so we're going to kind of fill it out as we go. That's it. Into left center field. Got to get down. And it does. Pelzer Reeves gets the ball down in the outfield. One run will score. Two runs will score. And they'll hold up for a stand-up double for Pelzer Reeves, who is pumped up and ready to go here in game number two. Warriors lead 2-0 early on the road in the second game of a doubleheader versus the Gators. Great swing there. Most of the time, the first pitch that you see with the bases loaded is going to be the best pitch that you see the entire at-bat because the pitcher wants to get ahead. Reeves said, yeah, you're not going to get this fastball by me. Splits to the left and center field gap. And the Warriors strike for two yet again here in game three. Not done looking to do more damage here. Pelzer got the game started for the Warriors in game two, game one this afternoon with an RBI single in the first inning. So a good sign if Reeves can get up in the first inning for the Warriors. No doubt about it. As all three games over the past two days, Lee Scott has scored in the first inning versus Glenwood as Lane Eddins steps up now. Actually, your starting pitcher this evening in game number two is Lane Eddins, but he takes a first pitch strike. After Reeves is able to bring around a couple of the runs, Warriors on top early 2-0. Runners on second and third for Lee Scott. Still just one away. Top of the Auburn Bank first inning. Auburn Bank champions of you and proud to sponsor Lee Scott Warrior Baseball. A short hop over to the shortstop. Has actually played by the third baseman. Play is made in time at first, but another run scores for Lee Scott. So Eddins scores a run. He gets the out over at first, but Lee Scott on top 3-0. Number three, short. And you'll take that from late Eddins every single time as the Warriors... Score three again here in the first inning on top three nothing. As Harrison Short now steps into the batter's box with a runner on third, two away, top of the first inning, and swing and miss, strike one. Here we go, here we go, get that run. As I said, lights are on. A little bit of clouds here in Phoenix City as the sun continues to set back behind us. It will be completely dark here in the next couple of minutes. The 0-1 to Short. Inside it hit him. Hit him on the backside of the leg, and he'll jog down to first base with runners on the corners thanks to a hit-by-pitch. One thing that we've already noticed here so far in the top half of the first inning, Warriors much more aggressive than it seems like they were in games one and games two. Not trying to get really deep into lineups, trying to hit that first-pitch fastball. We saw Reeves do it right there. Jackson as well, first-pitch single uh, into left field. So patience with aggressiveness. Very important for the Warriors here in game three. Jackson Kennan on the hump for Glenwood. First pitch is called a low and away strike on Smith Harkins, who is in the lineup in this game, may or may not be because of what happened with Hayden Harper, who batted in this spot in game number one, took a ball 
to the lower half and a hard hit ball up the middle. Good hit from Smith Harkins. He gets his first at bat of the evening and takes advantage as Lee Scott scores again. It's 4-0 Warriors on the road here in game two in the top of the first. Great job there from Harkins. Kenan went back to that same exact pitch, that low and away fastball. Harkins not trying to do too much with it, just found a barrel, brought his hands right to the ball, shot it right back where it came from. Yeah, Lee Scott again up big in the top of this first inning. They lead the Gators 4-0 with two outs as Brandon Martin steps in now, his first plate appearance of the evening. For Lee Scott in the nine hole, runners on first and second, takes the first pitch, and it's a blooper, and it's out for a base hit in center field. One run will score. They'll hold everybody at first and second. Play at the plate, not in time. And Lee Scott scores again. It's 5-0 Lee Scott on the road. Everybody getting in on the action here in game number two, and they've jumped all over starting pitcher Jackson Kennan, 5-0 Warriors. Again, a very similar result there from Harkins. Bottom of the lineup coming through. We talked about it last game, how the bottom of the lineup struggled. Couldn't feed back to the top right here. Warriors bat around in the top half of the first inning. Hudson comes up with runners in first and second, looking to do even more damage. As there's two outs, top of this Auburn Bank first inning. First swing, first pitch, I should say, is a big swing from Cade Hudson looking for the fence out there that time. He's trying to take advantage of Jackson Kennan as Lee Scott has done already. He walked his first time up in this first inning. You don't get to say that often. Batting, the, batting twice in the same inning. Here's the 0-1 to Hudson. Laid off of it in the dirt. Catcher comes up throwing. Runner gets back in time. The throw beat him, but it gets into the outfield. Kicks off the second base, and the runners will stay and advance to second and third. That throw was there in time. If they make the grab and make the tag, they get him out. But the throw hits the base. It kicks into the outfield. And two Lee Scott Warriors are now in scoring position. Yeah, it's one of the few mistakes that we've seen from Glenwood in the field through these first two-plus games. Look to see if the Warriors can take advantage of it with two runners in scoring position here for Hudson. And a 1-1 count to Kate Hudson. And lays off of it, low and away. Ball two. Beautiful sunset off to our right as the sun's setting here in Phoenix City, blending in with the clouds. It could be a little bit warmer, but <laughs> that's okay as the wind blowing to our backs towards the outfield here at Tim Fanning Field. The 2-1 to the one-hole hitter Hudson, and big hack at it, can't make contact, strike two. I like the aggression in the box, though, from the Warriors coming out in game three. No, you're, you're going to get strikes. But rather than putting the pitcher in the driver's seat, you go ahead and take advantage of those fastballs, those hittable fastballs, and do damage on them. Two's across the board. Two balls, two strikes. Here it is. Hudson, a dribbler to the left side of the infield. Pitcher comes up, turns, fires to first, and gets the out in time. And that's how the first, the top of the first inning will come to an end. But Lee Scott takes the aggression to the plate. They're up 5-0 as we head to the bottom of the first. Here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. 
Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle move, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. An explosive top of the Auburn Bank first inning as Lee Scott leads Glenwood 5-0 here in game number two. Jacob Goetz, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD, Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. So five runs in the top of that fifth inning for Lee Scott as they bring in Lane Eddins to start in game number two, wearing number 13 on the mound for Lee Scott. He was your catcher in game one, and he will, or he was your, normally your catcher, it was Jake Cummings, your catcher in game number one. But Lane Eddins, the usual catcher, he will get a start on the mound tonight in game number two. And not a bad start when you're able to come in with a five-run lead for the first time that you step on the mound in the night. So we'll see what Lee Scott is able to do, and I'll give you your infield as we go. Here as Glenwood comes up to bat. For the first time. And leading off is number 14, Wyatt Tharp. Had a big day in game one. Looking to continue that in game two. And that first pitch is in the dirt for ball number one. Working right to left for your Lee Scott Warriors in the infield. Hudson on first. It is Martin on second. Shortstop tonight is Harrison Short. And at third base, it is Pelzer Reeves. And after this 1-0 pitch, I'll give you the outfield. And that's inside for ball two. In the outfield, working right to left is Garrett West in right. Center field, Thomas Whittington in left field is Smith Harkins. Behind home plate is Sam Jackson. And on the mound is Lane Eddins. The 2-0. And that's inside for ball number three. So three straight balls to start the ball game for late ends. Still searching for the strike zone. The 3-0 from Eddins. And a four-pitch walk to start the bottom of the first. And there's that leadoff base runner again for Glenwood. Something that really, really hurt Lee Scott in that first game today. As they give up those leadoff base runners, and Glenwood just so good at moving them around the bases 
there it is again. A leadoff base runner for the Gators. Yeah, and I mean, it's that same mentality that we had last night for Lee Scott. You don't have to get all five back in this first inning. You can chip away. You get one here, you get two another. All of a sudden, you're down one. You're down two. You can still play the same type of baseball, and they're going to do that here with that sacrifice. There it is. A bunt down the first baseline. They get the out at first, but it moves the runner over. And just like that, Glenwood's got a runner in scoring position. Yeah, shows that regardless of what you do, we're not going to change the way that we play. We're going to continue to play the baseball that we're comfortable with. And why change it, right? Yeah, we've seen, absolutely. We've seen results and we've seen success from that. You put somebody in scoring position, all of a sudden the team in the field, regardless of who it is, makes a mistake. And all of a sudden you get a hit, you get runners on second and third, one run scores, you're right back in action right there. And that's what they're trying to do here. As Lane Griggs steps up to the plate, Wearing number two, batting as a right-hander. Runner on second base. One out, bottom of this Auburn Bank first inning. Lee Scott working with a 5-0 lead. But Lane ends on the mound. Peaks back at second and fires. And that one's hit hard into right field. Going to get carried by the wind. A play has to be made at the wall, and it does. A good play out in right from Garrett West. Runner tags and does not go. So a good grab from Garrett West in right. Played it with the wind back at the wall and two away here in the bottom of the first. Yeah, great catch. Not only is that ball tailing away, when that ball gets high, that ball gets affected by the wind, and it's going to keep on going, keep on going. You can see he made a couple peaks at the wall but really good really good way to, to track that ball down and not get affected by the wall that was coming up quickly so two away now bottom of the Auburn Bank first inning Glenwood with a runner on second base but two away as Brandon McCrane number 12 steps in to the box for the Gators we know what he's capable of. Very powerful hitter, a timely hitter as well. Had a couple big ones back in the first game. And that one's ripped down the third baseline in foul territory. Teaming it up at one apiece. We don't have a lineup, so we're trying to take the numbers as we go. <laughs> so that was what that pause was for. I was trying to listen to the name, but... But we got it. Yeah, we got a roster, so we'll work through it as we as we go. That one hits in the dirt before home plate. Good play from Sam Jackson behind home plate to stop and hit it with his chest and avoid the runner from moving from second to third. That's a 2-1 count now against Brandon McCrane. Two away. Bottom of this Auburn Bank first inning. Lee Scott holding a 5-0 lead on Glenwood in game two of a doubleheader here at Tim Fanning Field. Edens works on Brandon McCrane. Peaks back at second, kicks and fires. Inside, called strike two. Good pitch. And evens it up at two apiece. And two's across the board. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. And a big opportunity for Lane Edens to get his first strike out of the evening here in inning number one. Looks back at second, kicks and delivers. Almost fired it in. Thought about throwing back to second. He'll step off and reset. And again, I, I think this is a situation for Edens where focus on your batter. You got a 2-2 count with two outs. Focus on the batter, McCrane. He peeks back at second, kicks and fires in, and it's popped up here right at us into the stands and hits down hard. I don't think it hit anybody. I didn't hear any oohs or ahs. So hopefully everybody's okay down there, and we'll redo the 2-2. 
as you went to the concession stand during the in-between games. I got a very good-looking thing of barbecue nachos here at Glenwood, and you were nice enough to give me one. They put about 50 chips on that thing. I mean, they put two bags on it. <laughs> they did. As that ball gets in the dirt, past the catcher, Sam Jackson, so the runner does advance from second to third with a 3-2 count now, still two away, and a chance for Lane Eddins to get out of the inning. But, man, I mean, they put... They put half a bag of totina or a Tostitos on that thing with some barbecue and some pickles and cheese. Man, that they did all right over here. Yeah, I was Glenwood. a little skeptical when I saw the the six dollars, but I was like, you know, we'll go with it. And it's all of all of six dollars, I think. Uh, yeah, you got every bit of you got six dollars worth of chips on there. <laughs> Here's the three-two swing and strike three for Lane Edens. Gets his first one of the evening, and Lee Scott gets to the second. No runs given up in the first inning. First time we can say that against Glenwood. And the Warriors head to the second with a 5-0 lead here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu. Or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. At the start of the second inning, your Lee Scott Warriors on top of Glenwood 5-0 here on the road at Tim Fanning Field. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, as Whittington is up to bat for his second time of the evening. Whittington reached base on that error in the first inning on the questionable fair fair foul ball. As that's in there for strike number two. Jackson Kidden back on the hump for the Gators, working with the one strikeout so far tonight. I think this is the big question mark inning right here. It shows that Lee Scott's been able to get on the board in the first, but you've got to be able to answer and respond and continue to keep that pressure on in the second. And swinging strike three. Gets past the catcher. Whittington takes off for first. He's trying to beat it out. Almost pegged him with it, and he gets into right field. So Whittington going to get to first base on the swinging strike, but it gets past the catcher for Glenwood, and he's on first base with another leadoff base runner for the Warriors. Yeah. Two unconventional ways to get on with the first baseman error, and then that drop third strike, but you'll take it any way you can get it. We will take it, absolutely. 
as Garrett West steps up now, struck out his first time up for Lee Scott just an inning ago. First one to him, hesitated, but a strike either way on the inside corner. 0-1 count. You got a feel for Kennan as well. Gets a little beat up in the first, comes out for the second, throws a three-pitch strikeout, and all of a sudden there's no outs and you're on first. It's like you did your job and still don't get rewarded for it. Tough spot to be as a pitcher, the 0-1, and he That's throws over. That is a balk, yes, absolutely, okay. <laughs> absolutely a balk. That is, when you look it up online and go to YouTube and look at a balk, that's what shows up right there. As he, he just widened up and was ready to throw home and just whipped it over to first base. And so Lee Scott will take a runner in scoring position and says thank you very much. Yeah, the pickoff move's got to be a 45-degree angle at least if you're drawing a, a straight line from first to the pitcher's mound to home plate, and that was about as straight of a step to home <laughs> as, as you're going to see. And that's hard hit down the third baseline. It's down for a base hit. Should be a double as Winnington will come around and he will score and West will stand on second and Lee Scott, thanks to the balk, a nice hit from Garrett West and Lee Scott extends the lead 6-0 on the road. Number 11. Jackson. Again, another aggressive early count swing that you see West Find a barrel on that fastball, drill it over the third baseman's head. Whittington got the second on that balk, but I think he would have scored regardless. With the speed he's got on the bases, it's a pretty fair bet to make. As Lee Scott extends the lead, 6-0 here in the top of the second inning on the road in game two of a doubleheader. Runner on first, runner on second, excuse me. As Sam Jackson lays off of that one for a high ball one. Jackson singled to left field in his first plate appearance. Looking to see if he can drive in West in a second. The 1-0, and that one is tipped back towards the concession stand to even the count at one apiece. And, and Christian, you're right. You can see the, the difference in aggression for Lee Scott at the plate uh, as we are getting almost a, a rotation and a half through of this batting order where swinging at, at, at good pitches, swinging at decent pitches and really just going after just about anything that's close as that one is not close for a 2-1 count. Well, the thing that every pitcher has seen so far, you've seen velocity. You're not seeing as much velocity here with Kennan. You're still seeing a, a lefty arm, which isn't necessarily... <coughs> oh, excuse me. You're not necessarily used to seeing a lefty arm, but... That one's outside for ball three. But again, you're seeing the, you're seeing the, the Lee Scott hitters attack the fastball. They're laying off that off-speed. That's what the previous two, Page as well as McCrane, they both used their off-speed as their punch-out pitches but got ahead with the fastball. Not, at least Scott hitters aren't letting that happen. That one is popped back towards the parking lot. I'm going to be honest with you. I lost in the dark. I have no idea where it went. <laughs> I heard it hit something, and it wasn't my car. So Carry on. We carry on. That's exactly right. We carry on with a 3-2 count now. Still nobody out and a runner on second for Sam Jackson trying to get on base for his second time tonight. The 3-2 and got behind it a little bit. Strike three called a foul tip into the glove. And the first out of this second inning is recorded. So Pelzer Reeves steps up after doubling his first time up in that first inning. And still just one away in the top of this second inning. Lee Scott with a 6-0 lead. Six runs off of five hits. How about that? First pitch to Pelzer and slowed it down. 
and took a hack at it, made contact, and maybe hit his hands a little mm -hmm. bit. And when it does that in this cold, man, it stings. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, there's a lot of things I miss about playing baseball, but fouling one off your ankle in this temperature mm -hmm. is not one of them. No, ankle, fingers, shin, knees. I mean, anything where, where your body is just not 100% getting the feeling and the blood flow that it needs to in this colder weather, you hit a baseball off of it, and you're going to feel it for a little bit. So an 0-1 count. Two Pelzer Reeves, the starting third baseman in game two, with a runner on second, one away, top of the first. Lee Scott's already scored one in this second inning, looking to extend a 6-0 lead. Pelzer almost showed bunt a little bit, but that one gets high outside for ball one. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> We've already talked about the aggressiveness of Lee Scott at the plate so far, and one's across the board, a chance to do it again here. One ball, one strike, and one out, top of the second. Pelzer squares up, tries to put it down, and is unable to do so for a called strike two. Reeves, two hits in game two, game one of the doubleheader, and then that two RBI double as well in the first inning. It's always a good sign when you bat in the first and you bat in the second. The pitcher Cannon stares back at second base, kicks and fires, does the lefty, reached down to get it, did Pelzer, and a play is made in center field. They're going to call the out. He dove and made the play, almost a sliding play, if you will. Did he make the grab? I believe he did. He did. He made the grab in center field. Heck of an effort. He did. Innings over. He made the grab. Nope, nobody nobody really knew. Nobody knew. Nobody reacted. But a, a sliding grab in center field, and the inning is over. So heck of a play for the Gators. Lee Scott extends the lead, though. They're up 6-0 as we head to the bottom half of the second here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture your express way to save Reynolds Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly, local, expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors. On Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. 
Bottom half of the second, and Lee Scott has a 6-0 lead on the road here at Glenwood. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. A reminder that today's game and all of our games are presented by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. So batting now for Glenwood is number 24, Jacob Page, batting in that five slot for the Gators. And a swinging strike one for Jacob Page. Lane Eddins ended the inning for the Warriors on the mound with a, with a strikeout of Brandon McCrane, and he jogs back out for his second inning work. And that one's in the dirt, low and away for ball number one. It is dark, and the lights are on here at Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School. Temperature dropping, breeze pretty steady now to our backs as that one catches the inside corner, strike two. If you're watching on the stream, it's a beautiful night for baseball. <laughs> it's just a little chilly out here. As that one tries to bring back inside just a little too close to the hands for evened up at two apiece. I know we're sitting here, and I... I think I can't get colder, and then all of a sudden another gust of wind comes, and it's like, oh, never mind. I stand corrected. You're telling me those cold nachos aren't warming you up? Is <laughs> that one can't drop in for Lane Eddins to even up, or to get a full count, excuse me, at 3-2. Still nobody out, nobody on for Glenwood in the bottom half of the second. The first inning, Lee Scott Bats warmed me up a little bit, since those were, there those got go. hot. There you go. Great comparison right there, right? <laughs> and that one is foul-tipped back into the net to stay alive at 3-2 for Jacob Page. And a 6-0 lead for Lee Scott. And again, as a pitcher in Lane Eddins, you've got to feel good when you jog onto the mound and your offense is taking care of you with a six-run cushion. You do, and another example right here, this is the out that's the most important. you got to get out number one. And it hit him. As Jacob Page will jog down to first base. We haven't made a category for it, but we might have to start making categories for leadoff runners for games. I feel like every single inning after one batter, the Lee Scott Warriors pitcher, whoever it is, is having to come from the stretch rather than the windup. Mm -hmm. You're fighting from behind from the very start, and it's a tough place to be. As Enns gives up the first pitch or the first batter, Lead-off runner, and the ball gets away from catcher Sam Jackson, and the runner will take second base. And just like that, Glenwood give them credit. Every game that Lee Scott has played them, the one last night, the one earlier today, and this one so far, when they get that runner on, they have moved them just about every single time in any form or fashion. Edens peeking back at second base, twice kicks and fires, and it's low. For ball number two. Yeah, give a lot of credit to them. And from a Lee Scott perspective, and being a pitcher's mindset that I know that Tim Hudson is, when you walk onto the mound, like what you were saying, it feels good to have that six-run lead or that five-run lead that, that we had in the first. Just throw strikes. Just you, throw strikes. If you give up a couple hits, so be it. You have six runs to deal with. But the free passes, that's what's going to kill you, and that's what allows Glenwood or the other opponent to get back into the game, to creep her way back into the game, because even if you're just scratching one or two every inning. That's hard hit up the left side of the field and in for a base hit, and they'll hold the runner at third base. So Glenwood with runners on the corners now, nobody out bottom of the second inning. At least got 6-0 lead, starting to be threatened a little bit by the Gators. 
number 11, Pierce Edwards. As Pierce Edwards steps in for the Gators in his first bat attempt of the evening. And you got to give credit where it's due. Tim Fanning Field here on the campus of Glenwood looking really, really good with the lights on. A good-looking green wall out there. The grass looks good. The dirt looking good. The turf here on old plate looks solid as well. And got something going on with one of the Lee Scott players. Not sure. Not sure what it is. As Tim Hudson comes out to have a, a conversation with somebody. I think it might be Harrison Short. Number three, Harrison Short, yeah. He's got something going on, maybe cramping up in the I cold. Was say, I think either a cramp or it was when he went to go field, in, field the throw in, the cutoff to the plate. He might have planted weird or something along that. But, again, that speaks to just how cold it is and how tight your body can get just by standing still for just a minute or two. And we're going to get a substitution for As Lee Scott. Trent Truett, number 20, steps in for Lee Scott as Harrison Short leaves the game. Again, not too sure what it is. Cramping is the go-to, but also don't want to fully assume what it is. And so Trent Truitt will step in for Lee Scott, wearing number 20 for the Warriors. Making a substitution, letting him get warmed up for just a second. Kind of talk about what we've seen out of these First couple of games, Lee Scott falls in game one to Glenwood here today, 9-7 to seven after jumping out with some runs early in the first. They gave them all back right there in that first inning, as we've seen a couple of times already. Thankfully, Lee Scott has not given any up yet in this game, but they do end up losing 9-7 to seven in game one against Glenwood and up 6 nothing here in game two. Game three overall in the last two days versus the Gators here on the road. As Pierce Edwards steps in now for the Gators, runners on the corners, nobody out. Lee Scott looking to get a couple of outs and yeah. not give up a 6-0 lead. Yes, if you're greedy, you obviously want to try and get out of this with no runs scored. But first and third, nobody out. If you can escape with one, I think that's still a very solid response from the Warriors. A good-looking pitch from late Edens. Can't catch the outside corner. For ball one on Pierce Edwards, again, number 11, batting in that seventh hole for the Gators. And Edens throws over to first base, checking on the runner, and able to get back in time. Infield pretty in right now compared to what they've been most of the afternoon and evening. Edens peeks over at first, closes his stance, peeks at third, kicks and fires. And it's low in the dirt. Good stop, Sam Jackson behind the plate. 2-0. 2 let's go. Again, you have the mentality. You, Edens, if you're on the mound, you want to keep the runner at first close so that way he's not trying to steal second. You keep that double play in effect. But with that said, your job is at the plate, and you got to try and attack this hitter. And then peeks over at first again. Peeks at third. Glenwood dugout making some noise, and that one is tipped back foul. And into the parking lot for a 2-1 count. Still nobody out. Runners on the corners for Glenwood. Bottom of the second inning. They trail Lee Scott 6-0. As your Warriors trying to pick up their first win versus Glenwood this year. After starting 0-2 versus the Gators. And paying a lot of attention to the runner on first. Gets the pitch he likes and fires. And it's high and dips out of the way. Does Pierce Edwards. And a hitter's count now at 
with Mason McCrane on deck for Glenwood. Edens delivers the 3-1. And a ball four, and the bases are loaded for Glenwood here in the second. So the second walk of the inning. And again, I think that's the main thing that Coach Hudson's going to come out and talk to Edens about. Try and calm him down. Just say, hey, we have six runs. We give you a cushion. We need a response from you. Just get out there, throw strikes. Again, if you can eliminate this inning with only one run, you can get out of it and escape. I think that's something that you will definitely settle for in Lee Scott. And again, the big thing that we've talked about is the response in these shutdown innings that are a necessity for winning ball games. You throw up a zero after the five, but now you're you're in danger of giving up that one run that you just got back in the top of the second. If there is a bright side to the bases being loaded and nobody being out, you've got a good opportunity to get an out or two with anything on the ground in the infield. Yes. And the only thing you don't want to give up is a big hit to get down deep in the outfield, something to the wall where the Gators can use their speed on the bases, which we know they have. And that includes Mason McCrane, who steps up now. The power lefty with nobody out, bases loaded, and a big gust of wind comes through, and everybody steps off to kind of reset. Yeah, corners playing just on the grass, just in front of the base, middle infield in double play depth. As that catches the inside corner on the left hand, hitter strike one from Lane Edens. Lee Scott would gladly trade one run for two outs here. No doubt about it. With a 6-0 lead, you'd take that. The 0-1 to McCrane, and a hard hit ground ball to first. His backhanded from Kate Hudson, gets the out at home, can't get the out at first. boy. But they do get the out out home, which is big to save the run for Lee Scott. So a smart play from Cade Hudson. He was close to the first plate bag, easily could have gotten that out, but made the right decision and throws it down to Sam Jackson, who easily gets the out at home. And so McCrane is able to get on, but the Warriors save a run and get an out. Can't do it any better than that. No, you can't at all. And that's exactly why you put those corner infielders even with the bag or in front of the bag. So you can take that long hop. You take the short hop away on the dirt. Hudson was able to field that with momentum coming to home for the easy force play at the plate. First pitch to Aaron Burton is a strike. And that one is sent way into the parking lot. Almost hit somebody walking to their car. That would have been a horrible awakening for them. But a quick 0-2 hole now on the nine-hole hitter, number five, Aaron Burton. If you're ever pitching for a strikeout, it's right here. And he got a called strike three. Threw him up. Watch it go right by. And the second strikeout of the evening for Lane Eddins. You called it, partner. A strikeout and a big one for Lane Eddins. The bad news, you're back to the top of the lineup for Glenwood with Wyatt Tharp, who drew a walk his first time up. Base is still loaded for the Gators. And drops it in there. Strike one. Couple of good looking bitches back to back from Lance. Infield going back to their normal depth all the way around. Infield or outfield still relatively shallow, I feel like, compared to mm -hmm. what we've seen in game two earlier this afternoon. As that one bounces in, but a good stop from Sam Jackson behind home plate to save a run. 
As Lee Scott still has a 6-0 lead and a 1-1 count on Wyatt Tharp. Two away, bottom of the second inning. Looking to get out of a jam and keep that six-run lead. The 1-1 from Eddins. And that one skates in on the dirt for a 2-1 count. It's such a big confidence boost on the mound, knowing that you don't have to sit there and just throw fastballs with the bases loaded or with runners in scoring position. You can try and get a swing in the miss in the dirt. And he drops that one in with a curveball on the outside corner to even it up at two apiece. But having somebody like Jackson, having a brick wall back there that you know that's going to block up a plate like that, it allows you to throw that get-me-over curveball that you see right there. Mm -hmm. The 2-2. Two -two. How about a punch out? And that's hit down the third baseline, and it's going to pull foul. Hit hard, but pulled foul down that third baseline. And everybody will return, and we'll do it again with twos across the board. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs here in the bottom of the second inning. As the Warriors hold on to a 6-0 lead on the road at Glenwood in game two of this doubleheader. And again, on the mound, this is the pitch that you want action. You don't want the you don't want to get to a full count about all three base runners to get a head start. Because then a single or a double could easily score all three. The 2-2 from Eddins battling with Tharp. And it bounces in another good stop from Sam Jackson behind the plate. A couple of times we've seen him do that already in this inning, in this couple of at-bats to save a couple of runs for the Warriors. We've highlighted a couple times throughout game one and game two momentum pitches or momentum at bats. This could be one that goes either way for either team right here. And a swinging strike three from Wyatt Tharp and Lane Eddins gets his third strikeout of the day. Bases loaded. They're all left stranded and Lee Scott holds on to their sixth run lead as we head to the third here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. So coming off of a big bases-loaded jam, Lane Eddins gets out of it at on the mound, and he'll now step up to the plate for a chance to try to get on base himself. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. And a big-time get-out there from Lane Eddins on the mound. And after this first pitch, we'll talk about it just a little bit, a swinging strike one from him. He had the bases loaded with nobody out 
and was able to get out of it with no runs given up. Lee Scott leads 6-0. Yeah, when runners were on the corners, I was telling, talking about you how we would settle for one. We don't have to be greedy and settle for nothing. Eden said, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'll be greedy. Got yep. you. And hangs up another zero. And again, we talk about that shutdown inning. That's a huge momentum boost for the Lee Scott Warriors. As that one is high inside for ball one to even it up at one apiece. Still Jackson Kennan on the hump. For the Gators, it'll be Edens, Short, and Harkins due up. Well, probably not Short because he was taken out of the game. So it, as of right now, possibly Trent Truitt will be, as that one is, rocketed down into the net towards our feet. As Trent Truitt is, in fact, in for Harrison Short, who came out with some sort of injury in that last inning in the field. So Edens, Truitt, and Harkins do up for Lee Scott here in the top of this third inning. And a 1-2 count as Edens steps out and calls time. And again, I'll bring it up again. In games one and game two, the bottom half of the lineup was kind of the weak point in the lineup for the Lee Scott Warriors. If you look at it in game three, that one's popped up in the infield down the first baseline. First baseman comes to make the play, and McCrane able to get under it and make the grab for out number one. We're going back to it. Already two hits and three runs. Three RBIs, four runs scored from the sixth batter on. So that's a really good momentum boost, not only for the bottom half of the lineup, but the ability to just continue to roll over, roll over. Don't feel like you have a weak spot or a part where you're slacking in that lineup. You're just The ability to just be able to roll through the entire lineup is a great confidence boost for the coach. So Trent Truitt will step in for his first at-bat of the day. Again, replacing Harrison Short in the lineup in that seventh spot. And first pitch swinging, went after it, couldn't get to it for strike one. But again, even just a swing like that, I don't feel like in games one and game two, we saw aggressive swing and misses. If anything, they were very defensive swing and misses where you're just barely getting a piece of it or anything like that. But this is a very aggressive swinging team in game three, and the, scores, the scoreboard is the result of that. That one comes across the hands for ball one, and one's across the board now. Ball strike in and out. In the top of this third inning, Lee Scott with a 6-0 lead on Glenwood on the road here in game two of a doubleheader. 1-1 to Truett. And that one is going to be popped towards the softball field for a 1-2 count on number 20, Trent Truitt. On deck for the Warriors is Smith Harkins, who singled his last time up. The 1-2. And swinging strike three, went after a little outside, couldn't get to it. And the second strikeout of the day for Jackson Kennan and the first for Trent Truitt in his first plate appearance. So two outs now, top of the third inning. With Smith Harkins stepping up, the left-hander in the eighth spot. Started in left this evening in game two. Really As solid. I mentioned, singled his first time up. Go ahead. I was going to say, really solid job, his first plate appearance. Lefty-lefty, it's so hard to keep your hands and that front shoulder in, especially on a curveball. And that was what he, that curveball that he took. Didn't try to do too much with it on the outer half of the plate. Just stuck the barrel out there, ripped it right back where it came from. So 1-0 count. On the left fielder, Harkins. Nobody on, two away. Top of this third inning for the Warriors. And took a hack at it. Can't make contact. Four strike. So a 1-1 one, one count on Smith Harkins. 
Looking for a second hit of the evening. With two outs, nobody on for the Warriors. And laid off of it, catches that corner. That's a tough pitch, strike two. Yeah, lefty with a two-seamer. That ball starts in the right-handed batter's box. You plant that right on the inner stripe. And by the time it gets to that hitter, it's right on the corner of that plate, right on the black. Really good pitch there. The one-two, he went after it, can't get to it. Strike three. And three strikeouts for Jackson Kennan, and the Warriors go down swinging. We head to the bottom of the third. Warriors on top, 6-0 on the road at Glenwood on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. The Gouge Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gougecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small and values. Alsterbrook Law Group. Presentation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. Six zero is the lead for your Lee Scott Warriors over Glenwood here in game two on the road of a doubleheader. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. As the Warriors still have Lane Eddins on the mound. As he has three strikeouts so far tonight, he's only given up one hit and no runs so far with a Glenwood offense that has shown it is very powerful. They've scored 18 runs in the first two games combined against this Lee Scott team. And it's still early in this game as we're only bottom three, but Lee Scott in a great position to show their defensive strength here in game three. As Jackson Riggs steps up, number one. They've come at a premium, but a 1-2-3 inning here would serve really well for the Warriors and for us as well. <laughs> as the first pitch is swung on for strike number one. Again, Lane Edens has three strikeouts so far today. He works quickly on an 0-1 count, and that one skips into the dirt. Four ball number one, nobody out, nobody on for Glenwood as we're just underway in the bottom of this third inning. I appreciate everybody tuning in on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app on Lee Scott Baseball. Is that what's foul tipped away for strike number two? Yeah, you mentioned it. After the 
After the first pitch, Eden's coming out, working with a really good tempo right now. You see him uh, in that second inning when he got into a little bit of trouble. Everything slowed down. The first pitch walk, or the first at-bat that resulted in a walk. The tempo slowed down, but the ability to respond in this inning with the tempo will be huge for the Warriors. As he evened up the count at two apiece with that ball, here's the 2-2. And goes inside again, can't catch the corner to make it a full count at 3-2. Still nobody out. Edens working quickly again, delivers the 3-2, and it's high for a leadoff base runner and a walk again. Broken record. Got to be. Got to be. And it's been both sides, really. Glenwood has really done it, but it's been both sides. Just getting that leadoff runner on, but Glenwood seems like they've done it every single inning against Lee Scott. They do, and the thing that's unfortunate is more times than not, it hasn't come off of a rip single right up the middle. Right. Or or, you know, even like a double or anything like that. It's just a an uncompetitive walk. That one got to a full count, but I feel like more times than not, it's almost a four-pitch walk or a five-pitch walk. So nobody out as Eddins throws over, trying to catch Riggs off of first base, and he's able to get back in time. Nobody out, base runner on first for the Gators. As Lane Riggs steps into the batter's box. We'll see down six if the mentality is still the same. To sacrifice him over, they're going to try and try and get a couple runners on as a pickoff attempt was a little bit closer than it probably should have been. Yeah, at least got trying to pick him off over there on first base. Trying to get the first out of the inning. Got about a three-step lead off of first as Eden stares him down on first base. Now focuses on Griggs, the batter. Kicks and fires. And that one has popped up towards the parking lot and into some trees. All cars are safe for strike number one. We might have our answer there. As he steps up swinging, you're right. Yeah, not showing bunt on that one at least. Yeah, in a one or a two-run game, or even like it was a five-run game in the first, when the circumstances are changing a little bit as you don't want to sacrifice an out for a run that doesn't have as much of, an, as, much of a factor as it would earlier in the game or in a much closer game. And another pickoff attempt for Lee Scott unsuccessful. The 0-1 count to Griggs at the plate. And lays off of it in the dirt. Runner goes. Catcher comes up. Jackson makes the throw. And not in time as Griggs able to steal second. So no bunt was needed as the Gators steal second base anyway. And they move that leadoff walk over into scoring position. That's another thing that we've seen from both teams, but I feel like it's highlighted by Glenwood. The dirt ball reads. That ball did not get far away from the catcher at all. But as soon as that ball hit the dirt, Riggs took off was able to get there in time. Popped up into right field down the first baseline, and the catch is unable to be made. Hits off the right fielder, West in right, gets all the way to the wall. One run will score. They're waving him on, and then they hold him at third. And the first run across the board for Glenwood here in game number two as Griggs gets all the way to third off the drop from West in right field. Seems like the outfield had a, a reverse... Oh, no, it had a shift on. Right fielder was really far off the line there. And the ball that was hit right toward that right field line. Had drifting, drifting. Tried to make a nice diving play, but just kicked off the heel of the glove. And went on the board. It's now 6-1. Lee Scott as that pitch glides across the outside corner for strike number one. Work hard, work hard. Let's go, work. Corners will come back in once again for Lee Scott. Hmm. 
Curveball misses up, I guess. So an even count now, one apiece. Still nobody out. Runner on third for the Gators. And that one gets away from Jackson a little bit, but the runner on third is going to stay where he is. As Brandon McCrane, oh, under that, he struck out his first time up. A big strikeout for Lane Eddins on the mound, which ended the inning. Yeah, Two, one count. Go ahead. If you're McCrane here, you just got to try and hit a hard ground ball somewhere. And got jammed up. That hit the hard part of the bat. That's a stinger right there. As it was up near the near his near his hands, and he went after it anyway and found it off. But a big time pitch from Lane Eddins to even it up at two apiece. But nobody out. Runner on third. Lee Scott holding a six-one lead now. As Glenwood gets one across the board. Here's the two-two, and went high for ball three and a full count. Right side of the infield, Hudson playing in a little bit. The 3-2 from Eddins. And it went inside, almost got a piece of him, but a walk either way. And McCrane is on base for the first time in game two. With the runners on the corners, nobody out. And the Gators bring up Jacob Page, who was hit by a pitch his, his first time up. Four free passes already. Glenwood through three plus innings. As the catcher Sam Jackson steps out, gives the call to Lane Eddins. Trying to figure out where you want to go and what you want to do with runners on the corners. Nobody out, bottom of the third. And again, as important as a double play might be and you want to keep that runner close, you got to handle this batter first because Paige is a, a solid stick in that right-handed batter's box. And puts a fastball. Upstairs and in the zone for strike one. Corners even with the bag. Middle infield in double play depth. Outfield took a couple steps back. The 0-1 from Eddins to Page. He peeks over at third and delivers. And that was off the dirt. Another good stop from Sam Jackson. He's made some great plays in this, in this second game. Stopping balls just like that that are in the dirt, kicked off his chest. And keeping things in front of him, I think, is so big for the catcher right now, Sam Jackson. Definitely. That ball... It was definitely spiked, might have gone 54 feet. I think it might have bounced up off his face mask with the top of his shoulder. The shoulder guard definitely was not in the the normal blocking pad, right in the the chest or the ab region. So good job there from keeping that keeping that in front of you and not only allowing the runner not to score, but keeping the runner at first as well, keeping that double play in effect. Edens peeks over to first, stares at third, kicks and fires. That's hit hard into left. Caught by the wind, that thing is going. And that thing is gone. A three-run shot for Jacob Page. And the Gators are back in it. That was a no-doubter into the woods over the left field wall. And the dugout clears for the Gators. At least Scott's lead has been trimmed to two here in game two. We talked about how good of a hitter Jacob Page is and how strong of a hitter he is and how big of an out it would be to get him with runners on the corners. But instead he clears the bases with a three-run shot. And Stim Hudson comes out to have a conversation. Not sure what the conversation is. I, I was not going to say anything, but I'm honestly, I thought the exact same thing. I thought Page might have missed first base. 
I don't. I, I think that might be really. The I think that might be the argument here because he went to go give the coach the high five. Now, see, I was watching the baseball. I wasn't watching Paige come around, but unfortunately, at high school level. Okay. They ruled it a home run. But they did rule it a home run, but I mean, Hudson making his case and be known. But unfortunately, at this at this level, what do you do, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's no you can't go back and review it, right? There's no way to go back and look at it. But Hudson came out to make his his point known and 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 fairly so. But either way, it's a three-run shot for Jacob Page. At least got six-nothing lead has been trimmed to just two here in the bottom of the third as the first pitch is a ball. And Reese down, he hit that off the ground just about. Jolts down to first base, but the throw is made, and the out is made as Brandon Martin scoops it up off the dirt and gets it to Kate Hudson for out number one of the inning. Yeah, going back to that home run, we've seen Lee Scott and the pitching staff. We've seen him escape some jams, but those jams have been self-inflicted with errors and with walks. Two walks again in this inning. And that three-run home run is the result for it, as Glenwood has four runs, but only on two hits. That one popped up in the infield as Edens comes in to make the grab, and nobody made the play. The wind caught it in the middle of the air. There are four Lee Scott Warriors standing around it. It landed in the middle of them. Those are plays that the head coach, Tim Hudson, that just want you just want to rip your hair out. You just want to say, communicate, talk, say something. Got to make an out. Those are those are gimme outs that you cannot give up against Glenwood. No, they can't be. They, those are plays that need to be made. As tough as it is on a play like that where it goes straight up. When it goes up in the air, when it's coming back down, it's going to create some backspin for it. That's why you heard me say, it. yep. it's going to come back, it's going to come back, it's going to come back. So as the catcher, you need to rip off your mask and have your back towards the outfield and get behind the ball and almost play that ball like a fly ball in the outfield because you know that ball's going to come straight back. And then if that's the case, the third baseman needs to come in and make that play because he knows it's going to come back towards him as well. Neither of them were able to communicate and make that play. And a hit. <laughs> yeah, a hit. Out of all that, a hit. For Edwards as he gets on first base. Edens tries to pick him off over there, able to get back and brings up Mason McCrane, who got a hit his last time up as well, and a really good breakdown partner of what, what that could have been and what it should have been for Lee Scott. But now a base runner with one out, still in the bottom of this third inning. Hard hit in the gap and left. And another single for Mason McCrane, who is on base again for the Gators, and they are in business here in the bottom of this third inning. We've had long innings in these games where multiple runs, multiple hits from both sides in both games today and last night, really, where just really long innings for both sides as Tim Hudson's going to come out and have a conversation. Yeah, like we've talked about, it's not necessarily the ones that are that are scoring that are going to do too much damage. It's those crooked numbers that we've seen and both teams have been able to put up those crooked numbers, whether it's responding with each other in threes. Lee Scott here with a five, and now Glenwood with a four. Those are big-time numbers. We saw it in game two as well, that five-run third. And Glenwood ultimately sealed the deal. And a pitching change for Lee Scott as Lane Eden's day is done in the day with three strikeouts. Gives up four runs on five hits. We'll talk about the new pitcher and the situation when we come back here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 403461. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. A pitching change for Lee Scott, and it's Jake Cummings, number 15, who steps on the hop for the Warriors as Aaron Burton steps into the batter's box and takes a first pitch ball in the at-bat. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. As Lane Eden's day is done, had a few strikeouts, had three of them to be exact, gave up four runs on five hits to Glenwood and responsible for the runners on first and second. That bunt attempt popped up and into the net for strike number one. As Burton struck out his first time up in that nine spot, still just one out. In the bottom of this third inning with runners on first and second for the Gators. They've scored all four of their runs here in this third inning. As Cummings trying to get the out, goes upstairs, can't get it in the zone for ball number two. Interesting play style here, giving up your second out of the inning, trying to, trying to sacrifice those runners. But are we surprised with this Glenwood team and how they've played so far through two days? Touche. The 2-1, Burton shows bunt and catches the outside corner, just Jake Cummings to get a 2-2 count. Yeah, on the first pitch, when you squared, I was thinking it was just to, to try and bring the runners in because if you bring that first baseman in, that opens up so much more of an angle for you to get a hit. The 2-2 showed bunt again. And they got him, strike three. They called the strike on the outside corner. So give Jake Cummings his first strikeout of the night, and Burton strikes out for the second time this evening. I can't say I can't can't say too many times I've seen someone strike out <laughs> strike out on the bunt attempt. 
But that's all went down and back to the top of the lineup for Wyatt Tharp, number 14. And with the Universal DH in the MLB, you probably won't see that anymore. Yeah, probably won't ever. see it too much. As that's in for strike number one from Jake Cummings, the right-hander for the Warriors out of the bullpen. What an out this would be. As that one slides inside, gets past... Gets past Sam Jackson behind home plate into the backstop, but runners stay where they are. McCrane at first started to take off, but I don't think the runner on second quite knew that the ball got past the catcher because at first the catcher went up and reached for his glove and realized he didn't have it. So McCrane was about halfway to second base and had to retreat back to first because <laughs> he can't go anywhere. Is that one's high and upstairs. Four, two, one, count, two away. Runners on first and second. As Lee Scott trying to get out of this third inning with only four runs of damage. They hold a 6-4 lead over Glenwood here on the road in game two of a doubleheader. And it's Jake Cummings in for relief for the Warriors. The 2-1 and catches the inside corner with the fastball and a 2-2 count now. On a chilly night in Phoenix City. Lee Scott looking to keep a 6-4 lead to take to the fourth. And catches, can't catch the outside corner, or the inside corner, excuse me. I thought it did, and I thought the ump was going to ring him up, but he let it go by for a 3-2 count. Full, It's a true full count now. Three balls, two strikes, and two outs. Runners on first and second for the one-hole hitter, Wyatt Tharp. Cummings delivers. And fouled into the net. And we'll redo it at 3-2. Good battle here between Cummings and Tharp. Both runners on first and second will get a head start with the pitch. Cummings looking to try and get, out, get away from damage. The 3-2 hit high into center field. Back at the wall, a play can be made, and it is. The grab is made out in center field by Whittington. And that'll end a wild third inning where Glenwood went into it trailing 6-0. They come out of it trailing just 6-4, and the Warriors have a two-run lead heading to the fourth. They're on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS.
Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Fourth inning we go, and Lee Scott has a 6-4 to four lead over Glenwood on the road here in Phoenix City. Jacob Goetz, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as Brandon Martin steps in to the batter's box and hesitates, doesn't go on a first-pitch strike from Jackson Kinnon, who's still on the mound for the Gators with three strikeouts so far this evening. And Martin had a single his first time up. Give credit to Kinnon as well. That was some adversity that, that first inning. And the only run swing from Brandon Martin. Go ahead. Sorry about that. The only run to score in the second inning was the drop third strike. So mm -hmm. a really good job of keeping your head on your shoulders, keeping your mind about you, and being able to come out and get, get outs for your team. I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's the only thing you can do as the pitcher. So the ability to handle that adversity, and not only handle it, but overcome it as well. So a quick 0-2 hole on the nine-hole hit, Brandon Martin. And hits it high into right field. It's going to be shallow. And the grab is made for out number one. Let's pause 10 seconds for state identification. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD. Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. So one away here in the top of the fourth inning as Lee Scott is back to the top of the lineup with Kate Hudson. With nobody on, one away. Top of the fourth inning, Warriors working with a two-run lead over Glenwood. As that catches the outside corner for strike number one. And fear not, your bracket does not have to be done until Thursday as the round of 68 is being played tonight and tomorrow night. I want to give a little update. Texas A&M Corpus Christi leads Southeast Missouri State 72-71 to with 15 seconds to go in the second half. All right. That's fouled off by Cade Hudson. That's the first game of the first four tonight. Second game between Pitt and Mississippi State up in Dayton, Ohio. So should be an exciting game. Uh, we'll probably catch the back half of that, but should be a very exciting game up in Dayton, Ohio, where I grew up for most of my time. And a quick 0-2 hole on Cade Hudson. Kennan delivers, and a swinging strike three gets Cade Hudson, ties him up, gets the strike out the fourth for Jackson Kennan. It's always a good sign for March Madness when the, when the round of 68 games are good. I feel like sometimes yep. they are, sometimes they're not. So seeing seeing a game like this where you can watch and you know, nobody, nobody really cares about, <laughs> at least not. At least not <laughs> Not from where we are. Nobody necessarily cares about it, unless you're, because you were you were thinking that um, who was it that could beat Houston? My, I'm trying to speak it into existence as Whittington swings on a strike. I'm making you say this for on the, the first on one. The radio, so I will get it, it on record. I've said it. I don't think I've said it on my sports talk show yet, but I will tomorrow as we fill out our brackets on on the line tomorrow on ESPN 106.7. But I will speak it into existence as Whittington takes ball or takes strike number two. Good fill in there, too, as well. Northern Kentucky, yeah, you got to plug it, right? Yeah. Northern Kentucky is going to beat Houston in the round of 64 as a 16 seed. 
the only the second time that it uh, ever has ever happened. It's happening. I'm speaking it into existence. As Whittington has an 0-2, nobody on two away, and takes it in the dirt for the first ball. But it's happening. I'm speaking that into existence. That northern the Northern Kentucky Norse are going to beat Houston in the round of 64, and then Auburn beats Iowa in the round of 64. Then they beat Northern Kentucky to get to the Sweet 16. That's wow. what's going to happen. All right. Well. There's two out, so I'll wait till the top half or the home half of the inning. But I would love to get a full breakdown, get your get some of your predictions while we have a little bit of time. <laughs> As that pitch is in the dirt to even up the count at two apiece on Whittington. If he's able to get on base, it'll be Garrett West on deck for the Warriors. Still nobody on. Two's across the board now. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs for Lee Scott holding a slim six-four lead on the Gators. The left-handed Whittington takes the two-two, lays off of it, trying to go outside corner. And makes it a full count at 3-2. Quick look in. Back from our home, Georgia Tech leads Auburn 10-6 in the top half of the sixth inning. Mm. It's good to see that that, that used to be a the big interstate rivalry. So yeah, good it to did. See that that's, yeah. that's coming back for some, for some non-cons. The 3-2, Whittington, a dribbler up to the right side of the infield at second base, pulls it up and makes the out at first base. And Glenwood starting to feel themselves a little bit as we head to the bottom of this fourth inning. Lee Scott leads Glenwood 6-4 to four here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. Experience some knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. The Gouge Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gougecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. Start of the bottom of the fourth inning as Lee Scott holds a 6-4 lead over rival Glenwood here on the road in game two of a doubleheader. As the Warriors have Jake Cummings on the mound, he came into relief last inning Four lane ends and has a strikeout so far. And gets one right there as well to start the at-bat against Jackson Riggs. Wearing number one, batting in the two spot for the Gators here in game two. The 0-1 
Tried to drop it in there, just misses the outside corner to even up the count at one apiece. So while we have a little bit of downtime, I feel like I have to ask you, any any sleepers or any upset picks that you have, any Cinderella stories going to the Sweet 16 or anything like that this mm. year? I mean, my I pretty much gave my biggest upset of, of Northern Kentucky as a 16, beating Houston as a one seed. That was but... not that big, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I filled out a couple of brackets so far, but really got to do do my research tomorrow. We'll be doing our, our bracket, bracket special on the show tomorrow, so got to go and, and look at that. But a big 0-2 is that's ripped down towards the softball fields for Riggs to stay alive for the 0-2. I think Alabama's bracket is very, very doable for them. I think that is upset City there. I think there's going to be a lot of double-digit seeds that make it past the first round. But an 0-2, coming sends it in and hits him, I believe. Did that miss him and hit the catcher? I think it just, it was... No, it did. They're going to give him first base. No, I think they were checking, oh, they were checking to see the call. Yeah, it was up and in. It hit off the... Right, I guess Sam Jackson picked up the glove. ball, yeah, and tagged him, thinking he may have swung, didn't get away with it. So, after all that, we'll reset and do a 2-2 here. Cummings delivers. And a call. Strike three on the outside corner with some heat from Jay Cummings. One away here in the bottom of the fourth. A little bit of a ball-don't-lie situation, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think th some things might be focalized to Jake Cummings. With a strikeout, gives a little bit of a stare down to the Glenwood dugout on his circle around the mound. Well, they've started to make some noise over there after putting up four in that third inning against Lane Edens. That first pitch sails towards the outside for ball number one as Lane Griggs, number two, steps in for Glenwood, the big right-hander. There's no doubt there is some tension between Lee Scott and Glenwood. And any time these two teams come together, these two schools, when they come together, that's a 2-0 count now on Lane Griggs. Everybody knows the, the intensity between Lee Scott and Glenwood. Here's the 2-0 from Cummings. That's upstairs for ball three. Lee Scott defeated Glenwood on the football field for the state championship. And Glenwood, the boys, defeated the girls, or the boys defeated Lee Scott basketball in the final four. And then eventually went on to win the state championship. The 3-0 from Cummings. Dropped it in there. Curveball strike one. I think it was a little bit of a mix-up there. I don't yeah. believe Jackson was thinking 3-0 curveball. And you could tell he almost stood up and had to just naturally react to that curveball. Luckily to get the call. And it curved pretty late, too. It, it, was, it was coming in hot and then just all of a sudden dipped down. And usually on those crops, when the catcher stands up, it blocks the umpire's vision. And more times than not, it's always a ball just from the standpoint of, I'm not going to reward you with a pitch if that's not what both of y'all were uh, thinking. A swinging strikeout. No, it's not a strikeout. Excuse me. It's only a 3-1 count. My apologies. As a 3-2 count now. How about we do it again and we can correct myself with a strikeout here. 3-2-1, though, across the board. Three balls, two strikes. And now both dugouts getting into it now. The 3-2. As that's popped up out of play, and we'll stay alive at 3-2. The Glenwood dugout started making noise, and the Lee Scott dugout responding with some noise as they lead Glenwood 6-4, bottom of the fourth here in game two of a doubleheader at Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School. Jake Cummings has two strikeouts. 
in relief so far. Shakes off a couple of pitches and finds one he likes. Kicks and fires. A 3-2 on the outside corner. Ball four. And the dugout of Glenwood lets him know about it. As the Gators trying to get the two-day sweep of Lee Scott in three games. Gators have a base runner with one out here at the bottom of the fifth. Fourth, excuse me. Number 12, Brandon McCrane. Part one of the, of the McCrane brothers steps in. Brandon it is that steps in in that fourth spot. Wearing number 12. Has a couple of big hits so far this afternoon and evening. As Cummings peeks back and fires. Threw some heat. Just couldn't find the strike zone for ball one. The 1-0 from Cummings. And upstairs gets past Sam Jackson. Runner will go. It doesn't make the throw. One of the very few that's gotten past Sam Jackson, but that one just high. Had to completely come out of his stance and still was only able to get a tip of the glove on it. So a runner in scoring position now for the Gators as they trail by two. You see Tim Hudson, Coach Tim Hudson, step out of the dugout just a step or two and just give the motion, hey, calm down, calm down. Block all of that out. All of that is it's desperation mm -hmm. loudness right now. You're trying to will themselves. But the more you feed into it, the more that it's going to turn into legitimate and real energy rather than that desperation trying to do everything they can to get back into this game. And a quick 3-0 count on Brandon McCrane. Cummings trying to find the strike zone for the first time against McCrane. And can't do so. Almost pegged him in the back in a four-pitch walk. And Lee Scott gives up a couple of base runners. The back-to-back -back walks for Brandon McCrane. And runners on first and second for the Gators. As Jacob Page gets ready to step in, head coach Tim Hudson, he knows a thing or two about being in a jam and how to get out of him on the mound. He'll step out and have a conversation with his relief pitcher, Jake Cummings. What's the conversation here? I think it's honestly just a, a bigger format of, hey, we got to calm down. You can see that after that 3-2 curveball that missed to the leadoff or the, the second batter of the inning, you can tell he jumped, got mad at himself, slammed his glove into it or slapped his glove a time or two. You can see that that right there, that shows that his mind wasn't on the next pitch, that next pitch mentality. We talked about it last night of a goldfish needing to have it. Goldfish only have 10-second memories. That's the biggest thing that I've learned on a baseball field. 10 seconds, you swing and miss, all right. 10 seconds comes, you're on the next pitch. You're not sitting there looking at the previous pitch. But you can see that, that that first walk affected that second walk as that was only four pitches. And now all of a sudden, you know, this guy beat you at the plate last time. Tim Budson probably going to another challenge him. Hey, he beat you last time. How are you going to respond? Yeah, we'll see how Jake Cummings is able to respond as Jacob Page comes up following his three-run home run over that left field wall. To make this a ball game, really, as it was 6-1 and now 6-4. And has a chance to do it again off the glove. Of Sam Jackson, runners advance from first and second to second and third. And two in scoring position with just one out in the bottom of this fourth inning.
winds, knock on wood, wind has died down <laughs> oh, thanks. here a little bit. You're welcome. Yeah. The 1-0. In there, strike one on the inside corner. Good bounce back pitch for Jake Cummings. And once across the board now, ball strike and an out. Bottom of the fourth, Lee Scott gripping to a 6-4 lead over Glenwood. Is that tries to catch the corner and can't do so for a 2-1 count. Runners on second and third, Jacob Page looking for his second big hit of the evening. Cade Hudson just on the infield grass, shaded over a little bit to try and take away that right field side. Trying to work the outside corner, just can't get the call. Can Jake Cummings a 3-1 count now for Jacob Page. We'll see if he says to Cummings, throw me a strike, or comes up, swing it. Yeah, if you're Page here, you're wanting to do damage if you get a fastball in the zone. The 3-1, and he took it. It's high into shallow right down the first baseline. And the grab is, no, it's not made. He jumped for it and missed it. West missed it and right. One run scores, and that's where they will hold up. As the run comes around to score, does Lane Griggs. And now a 6-5 ball game with runners on second and third again. No out recorded on what looked to be a routine pop fly in deep right is a run earned for the Gators. Yeah, that's that snowball effect that we talked that had such a factor in game one. You're going to make mistakes, so you're going to walk batters. But it's the, it's the impact that it has when it rolls over. That one walk carried into the other walk, and all of a sudden... You make a good pitch and get what should be a relatively routine out. I think it was overran a little bit and tried to jump back mm -hmm. for it. But just over his head, now all of a sudden it's a 6-5 ball game. You still have runners in scoring position. So it not only could tie the, or will tie the game, but could give Glenwood the lead. As that tries to catch the outside corner, it does for an 0-2 count now. On Glenwood with runners on second and third, still just one out in the bottom of this fourth inning. Lee Scott trying to turn two or just get an out. The 0-2 from Cummings. And got him swing at strike three. Cummings gets his third strikeout on the evening. And maybe a little confidence booster for number 15 on the hump for the Warriors. And again, we talk about it, the, the ability to respond. That, that's, that, that is a huge out. The situation that you're at now, if they tell you that, hey, you're going to go back to the dugout with the lead, I think they would take it, and that's a good, that's a huge second out there for Cummings. Tried to go with the curveball, can't get the zone, ball one. As Pierce Edwards steps in, last time up, he's singled. Here's the 1-0. That's in there with some momentum for strike number one. As Lee Scott fans not happy about the missed call on the first pitch, that evens it up at one apiece. The 1-1 from Cummings, runners on second and third. High and a good catch from Sam Jackson to prevent a run from scoring. Any ground ball, you're in business. A pop fly, you would think you're in business. If you're Lee Scott, trying to get out of this fourth inning with a 6-5 lead. The 2-1 from Cummings. Outside, good stop again from Sam Jackson. And a hitter's count now for Pierce Edwards. And the second half of the McCrane brothers, Mason standing on deck, singled his last time up. 
The 3-1, hit hard, left center field, back towards the wall, and it's down at the wall. One run scores, two runs are going to score, and a stand-up double for Pierce Edwards, and the Gators have a lead. Seven six Glenwood off the stand up double for Pierce Edwards. It was hit hard and a little bit more of wind, and that may have been a homer, but it hits back towards the wall. And that's gonna do it for Jake Cummings. Gives up a few hits and the lead has disappeared for Lee Scott once again. Here on the road at Glenwood. As Tim Hudson tries to talk him down a little bit, we'll see who comes in to relief. We'll take a break here on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Glenwood has a 7-6 lead at home here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 403461. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. A pitching change for the Warriors, and the third Lee Scott pitcher to step onto the mound. It's Cade Hudson coming from first base. He played third base in game one, started at first base here in game two, and he will come in and take over for Jake Cummings, who had three strikeouts on the day, but is responsible for the given up lead here as Lee Scott now trails Glenwood 7-6 on the road. Warriors jumped out to a 6-0 lead after two. They've given up four in the third and three here in the fourth. And still work to be done as Glenwood has a runner on second base. With Mason McCrane stepping into the box, the big powerful left-hander. And the first batter faced for Kate Hudson. Uh, the runner on second, two away, bottom of this fourth inning. 
outfield, trusting Hudson's velocity as a big reverse shift is put on McCrane. And there's a single up the middle, down for a base hit. And they're going to wave the runner around. Throw comes all the way in from center field. Slide is made, and the run scores, and a double for Mason McCrane. He'll stand up on second, the extra base hit for him. And an 8-6 lead for Glenwood here in the bottom of the fifth. He was looking to swing the whole way. He took. It didn't matter what that pitch was. He was going to swing on it. Was McCrane. And Hudson left that one hanging in the strike zone, and he took it for a single down in center field and gave him the RBI. And it's an 8-6 lead for Glenwood. And again, it was one of those things where we talked about that desperation energy coming out of Glenwood. Now all of a sudden that desperation has turned into legitimate energy. And now Lee Scott has to find a way as that pitch is fouled off. Lee Scott has to, has to find the ability or find a way to create that energy by themselves. And that's really tough to do when you've had it the entire game and all of a sudden you're trying to take it back from a team that took it from you. Got to find a way to get the out here in the bottom of this fifth inning. The pitch and jammed up for Glenwood. Still a runner on second base. It is McCrane now after that big double to score the uh, extra run for Glenwood. And a quick 0-2 hole now. Kate Hudson looking for his first strikeout, trying to get the Warriors out of the inning to try to get to the bats. Stares back at second. Hudson delivers the 0-2. And hard hit down the third baseline. It's fair. Just sneaked over the third base. And another run will score. You couldn't place it any better than that. It's a double for Glenwood. Another run scores, and it's 9-6 Gators. There's no, you can't do it any better than that. He hit it right over the third base bag and hit right on the line and went all the way basically to the wall down that third baseline. And Glenwood's too, they're too fast on the bases for you to do anything about that. Yeah, again, we've seen it a couple of times today. We've seen it a couple of times on the first baseline where ball's not hit extremely hard. The pitch before him got up on his hands, and I think that one did too. But again, yeah, squirts right over that third base bag and count another run on the board for the Gators. As that one sneaks inside on that inside corner on Wyatt Tharp, back to the top of the order for the Gators. And a no-one count on the left-handed hitter. Still two outs, still a runner on second. As that one drops in for strike number two and another quick 0-2 hole for Kate Hudson on the mound, trying to get the third out of this fifth inning. And another long inning for the Glenwood Gators with the bats. Hey, got him swinging strike three. Ball was dropped. As the catcher comes out, the runner doesn't go anywhere. And they're going to call a strikeout and the third out of the inning. As Lee Scott sees their lead disappear once again. They give up five in the bottom of the fourth, and they trail Glenwood nine to six. We've got two left to play. Three left to play with the fifth, sixth, and seventh here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 
Look out, Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save at Reynolds Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly local expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors on Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. Four down and three to go for Lee Scott and Glenwood here on the campus of Glenwood School in Phoenix City, Alabama. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as Garrett West comes up, tries to check his swing, and it's a strike out of the way for strike number one. And we were talking during the break about this Glenwood team and this Glenwood program. Lee Scott jumped out to a 6 nothing lead. They've seen it disappear to a 9-6 deficit as Garrett West lays off of that one upstairs for ball number one. Glenwood's too good to let him hang around. When you have a 6-0 lead, you've got to extend it. You've got to put him away. At least Scott just has not been able to do that over the past two days. No, they haven't. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, like you mentioned over the break, if you get six in the second, that third and that fourth inning need to be the finisher mentality. Popped up down the first baseline. Three Gators come to make the grab, and the right fielder eventually makes the grab as he falls to the ground. It is Wyatt Tharp who makes the out for out number one in the bottom or the top of this fifth inning. And the thing that's that's really hard that that we mentioned earlier is when you have all of the lead, all of the momentum in a game, and it is seemingly just taken from you and is all on one side. It's really tough to get all of that back. And again, you have to have the mentality: Hey, we still have three more innings. We don't have to get all three of them back now. But you got to have something going in that right direction to build a little bit of positivity on. So that way, when you do take the field, you can go up, hang a zero like we've talked about, get up, get three outs, three up, three down, and get right back in there and continue to build on that momentum because you're not going to be able to get 100% of that back. But you take a couple of couple of stepping stones or a couple of building blocks on that and try to extend this game as long as possible. As Sam Jackson took a first pitch strike. He rips that one back into the net towards us for strike number two. It's still Jackson Kennan on the mound, and credit to him, man. Gave up six runs in two innings, and he's fought it out ever since. Yeah, in line for the win now after giving up a five spot in the first and another one in the second. Yeah, that's, again, talking about that adversity. It seems like he's found his groove here in the past two and a third inning or so. It's been the story of Glenwood pitchers so far in these first couple of matchups as that yeah. one's in the dirt. Yeah, they seem to give up a couple in the first, but then after that it's like you respond and it's lockdown mode after that. It's like they almost give you a little bit of hope, and then they're like, <laughs> oh, just kidding. We're going to take that right back. And credit to Glenwood, credit to their pitching staff. They have done a really good job down the stretch in all of these games. As that one is just outside. For another ball. Sam Jackson, Pelzer Reeves, and Lane Eddins do up for Lee Scott here in the top half of the fifth. 
Yeah, going back to that, Lee Scott has scored 10 runs in the first three innings. That's hard hit up the middle, scooped up by the shortstop, thrown over, and the out is made for out number two. But 10 runs combined in the first inning of all three games. Three, two, and then five here this evening. And they have scored four in the other 14 plus three. So the other 17 innings, mm. they've scored four runs. Yeah, it's tough. When you get out to a hot start and can't finish it out through these games, and, and you know, credit is given to Glenwood, but at the same time, Lee Scott's got to find a way to play all seven innings, and they just haven't been able to do that over the past couple of days, but this game is still not over. You are down to two outs in this fifth inning as Pelzer Reeves steps in and takes the first pitch strike. Reeves is swinging a hot bat. Three for six on the afternoon. Had that two-run double in the first inning and lined into that double play. Still found a barrel, hit it hard. But the left fielder made a good sliding play to double up the runner at second base. And a base hit into left. Thinks about turning two and decides not to do so. Hits it over the third baseman, Lane Griggs. And a base hit, a two-out single for the Warriors. And they throw it away. Somehow it ends up all the way on the right side of the fence. I'll be completely honest. I didn't see why they threw it over there. Believe, but Pelzer Reeves gets all the way to second base because of it. I believe the cutoff man overthrew... <laughs> the second they overthrow it again. <laughs> they overthrow the pitcher again. Pelzer's going to get all the way to third off of two passed balls. What a disaster for Glenwood in the field. They overthrew two different people that time. They were just trying to get it back to the pitcher. Jackson Kennan, and it rolls all the way to the opposite side of the field on the left side fence over near the Glenwood dugout. And off of a routine single, Pelzer Reeves is standing on third. And that's one of those momentum things that we talked about. If you find a way and you can score Reeves right here, that's a huge momentum boost because those are self-inflicted wounds. It's one thing if a team is just getting hit after hit after hit and just simply beating you that way, but those self-inflicted wounds are really the ones that hurt you. And a late strike one call. Low and inside. Don't agree with it. And neither does Jake Cummings, who points where the ball was located. But an 0-1 count on him. Two away. Runner on third for the Warriors. Trent threw it on deck. Lee Scott trailing by three, top of this fifth inning, trying to get some offense generated against the picture Jackson Kennan. As Cummings steps out, calls time to reset. And again, that's what needs to happen. You don't agree with that first pitch. Again, Goldfish, that 10-second mentality. Clear it. It's gone. You got a job to do. Find a way to get on base with two outs. The 0-1, and that one is... Tanked towards the softball fields. And that 0-2 hole again for Lee Scott hitter. We've said it so many times in these last three games versus Glenwood. Got to find a way. Like you say, find a barrel, put it on the put it on the baseball. An 0-2 count for Jake Cummings with two away. Top of the fifth inning, runner on third. And pops it up towards the parking lot. No car yet. No car yet. And loses momentum and a roll down the hill and stays alive at 0-2. I know that's why you all tune in is for my play-by-play -play of the <laughs> foul balls in the parking lot behind us, and so I do my best to, to give you the best product. Here's the 0-2 to Jake Cummings. Takes it inside, called strike three. Doesn't agree with the call. It was the same location as the other one. And doesn't like the call, but it was made anyway. Strike three on Jake Cummings. And to the bottom of the fifth we go. Lee Scott gets a base runner, unable to move him. All the way to home, I should say. 
And a trail 9-6 to Glenwood as we head to the bottom of the fifth here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. Lee Scott gets a base runner in the top of that fifth inning. He gets all the way to third off a routine single, but unable to get him home are the Warriors, and they trail 9-6 to six as we head to the bottom of the fifth inning here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as Kate Hudson back out on the mound. And he hits the first batter. He will take a base as Kate Hudson hits the first batter. It's number one, Jackson Riggs. He'll jog down to first base. Then a leadoff base runner for Glenwood. Yet again <laughs> in a ball game. I mean, some of these trends are just kind of unbelievable when you really look at them. I mean, the, the leadoff base runners for Glenwood, the 0-2 counts we've seen Lee Scott hitters get into, those are... Those are very easy factors you can point at as Kate Hudson throws over trying to pick off the base runner. Those are factors you can look to realistically, Christian, and say those are really tough plays and really tough situations to come out of for Lee Scott. 100%. I mean, again, we talked about those self-inflicted wounds that can very easily, they're not big things, but when those little things snowball and they continue to add up, and all of a sudden, I mean, if you get the first out of the inning, but you're unable to, you're having to come from the stretch every single inning. Every single time. As the first pitch was high for ball one, that one tried to curve in, but too late for ball two. And then, I mean, if it happens four times in a game, you're essentially, and Glenwood's essentially, settling for a runner on second base and one out. And if you're that more times than not, they're banking on themselves to either get a hit, you to make a mistake, and that runner get to third and a run scoring. And we've seen that a couple, we've seen that a couple times throughout these first two, two and a half games. That one's in the dirt. Good stop behind home plate for Jake Cummins. As he is behind home plate now was Sam Jackson. Now it is Jake Cummings behind the, behind the plate. As a 3-0 count for Lane Griggs with McCrane on deck. And it hit him up high. Hit him up high in the shoulder. Kate Hudson not happy about it. 
And head coach Tim Hudson's going to come out and have a conversation with him. Hit, hit Griggs up high. And you can see the frustration of Kate Hudson as his father, Tim, and head coach walks out to have a conversation. And again, I don't think that the, I don't think the hit column, we see eight under Glenwood's name. I don't feel like those hits have come to hurt Lee Scott as much as those. That's, again, the self-inflicted wounds, the walks, the hit-by-pitches, the errors, those are what have really come to hurt. Because even on the on the page home run, that was only their second hit of the game, and all of a sudden it was a 6-4 to four game. It's things like that that continue to add up that really take a toll in those seven-inning games. Self-inflicted wounds and... The inability to get easy outs, I yes. think, is something for Lee Scott that they will look back on the last two days and three games against Glenwood and say some missed opportunities in all three of these games for Lee Scott. Because really, these all have all been winnable games. Definitely. I mean, I know, I know. Yesterday, Lee Scott lost uh, nine to three. So on the scoreboard, it doesn't look like it. But that was a three-three ball game coming out of the first, and then Lee Scott just sort of let it slip away as it went on. But these two games today have been very, very winnable, and this one still is. You trail nine-six in the bottom of the fifth, but. With runners on first and second, nobody out in the bottom of this fifth inning, and a power hitter in Brandon McCrane stepping up. Lee Scott's in a jam already. Cade Hudson delivers, and it hit him. It hit him in the back. Hit him in the back as McCrane will go and step to first base, and the bases are loaded. And back-to-back -back hit batters for Cade Hudson on the mound. Yeah, and a good point that you brought up. So the inability to make those easy outs. You give a good team four outs in an inning, a great team will take advantage of that every single time. And we've seen that happen numerous times in this series. As now I think you're at a point where the infield has to go in. They haven't made that call yet. But I think in a 9-6 in a to six game, when you only have six outs to play with, I feel like you got to go, you got to make a play at the plate. The corners have moved in. First pitch was a ball inside. That one's hit hard right at Kate Hudson off a of second base and into the outfield. One run scores. Two runs will score, and the runners will be held at first and second. And Glenwood puts two more on. They lead 11-6 to six here in the fifth. And again, <laughs> I promise we're not unprofessional. It's not a broken record. but I guess it is a broken record. Sounds like it. Just those things of, again, one hit right there scores two runs. That's not necessarily the, the hits and the hits that are continuing to beat you. It's the things that you're doing to yourself. And then they come in with that timely hitting to almost deliver that knockout punch. As Lucas Holman steps into the batter's box now, runners on first and second, and that one hits in the dirt for ball number one. Runners on first and second, still nobody out, bottom of this fifth inning for Glenwood. Our coach in college used to tell us if you can have three crooked number innings, most of the time you're going to win the ball game. And Glenwood has. That one goes up. I think it hit him. No, it didn't. It didn't hit him. It looked like it did. Runners will advance as the ball gets past catcher Jake Cummings. It looked like it did. It was close. It missed Holman off that top shoulder. But the runners advance on another pass ball for Lee Scott with two in position now. But going back to that, three straight crooked number innings for Glenwood, four, five, and at least two here. And with just nobody out, with two runners on base, second and third, a 2-0 count, lays off of a high fastball. 
Anglin would not get there. Off to our left, letting Cade Hudson know that he's in a 3 0 hole. And a four pitch walk. Bases are loaded with nobody out in the bottom of this fifth inning for Glenwood. As they'll bring up Pierce Edwards, who had the big doubles last time up. And as of right now, this is Kate Hudson's inning. Well, there, are, there are two arms in the bullpen I see down there. I think Coach Hudson's going to get getting a couple players to go down and get them right now. I believe this will be the last batter. And Hudson all over the place. He's all over the place. He almost got him in the head right there for Pierce Edwards. And again, I don't think it's anything malicious. I just think his control is not there right now. As it's a 1-0 count, nobody out, bottom of the fifth. Bases are loaded for the Gators. They lead 11-6, looking to extend it. And jammed him up with a blooper to the third baseman, and he dropped it. He dropped the third, but should be a sacrifice, right? It should infield, be infield flyout, fly right? Because, uh, I mean, he dropped it, but there's nowhere to go. Yeah, he dropped it on purpose. <laughs> he dropped it on purpose, nowhere to go. See if he can. Yeah, very smart play there, knowing that the runners can't advance. Or at least we'll say he dropped it on purpose. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> we'll give him the benefit we'll of the We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And the first out is recorded of the inning for Lee Scott. And that brings up Mason McCrane, who is three for three so far tonight. And he was swinging the whole way. It was low. Jammed him up. Sends it into the back netting for strike number one. Again, you can see. You can tell that. The vocality of that Glenwood dugout has gotten to not only Hudson, but to Cummings as well. As McCrane lays off of it, Lee Scott fans begging for a strike. And it evens a count up at one apiece. A ball, a strike, and one out. Bottom of the fifth base is still loaded for the Gators here at home as they lead Lee Scott 11-6. Hudson delivers the 1-1. Hard hit right at Hudson. Off his glove. Can't make the play. One run will score. Everybody will be safe. As another run scores, and Glenwood has doubled up Lee Scott here in the fifth. They lead 12 to 6. I feel like if there's one play that you could look at for the entire series, it'd be a play right there. Just a little chopper. Hudson, that right handed pitcher, falling to his left side. A ground ball hit right up the middle, tries to make a stab at it. Hits off the glove, goes right into no man land, and no out. His load to be made. Again, I feel like that's just something you could describe this entire series yep, with. No doubt about it. And Tim Hudson comes out to have a conversation for the second time. We will have a pitching change as Kate Hudson's day is done. Doesn't record any strikeouts. Gives up some hits, gives up some runs, some hit by pitch as well. And we'll see who the new pitcher is for Lee Scott when we come back. As Lee Scott trails Glenwood 12-6 on the road on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. 
Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. A pitching change for your Lee Scott Warriors, and it brings in Drew Guy as Kate Hudson's day is done. A struggle on the mound for him. A couple of hit batters, some runs given up, and Glenwood's lead has extended to double up the Warriors. They lead 12 to 6 here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. And Drew Guy is in on the mound wearing number eight for Lee Scott. He comes in for the Warriors just trying to get some outs man just trying to get some outs as Lee Scott it's been a struggle to do that here this evening it has that you're I mean you're at the point now you're playing playing a little bit for pride you know that this this Glenwood dugout's gotten a little vocal they've gotten got a little into the head of some Lee Scott batter early Scott pitchers as Aaron Burton steps in now hasn't been super effective at the plate It lays off a first pitch ball outside. As the bases are loaded, still just one away. Bottom of this fifth inning for the Gators as they are at the bottom of their lineup with Wyatt Tharp on deck. That's low and away for ball two. A look back into some college baseball. Georgia Tech and Auburn now tied at 11. Oh, wow. And the top of the seventh inning. That's a win Auburn needs coming off a rough weekend versus southeastern Louisiana. Yeah. Jacksonville State. Leads the third-ranked Ole Miss Rebels 10-6 to in the bottom of the eighth as well. Good for them. Good for them. That's a good Jackson State squad. It is. It is. Alabama leads South Alabama 4 to nothing. We have gone final in our first play-in game as Texas A&M Corpus Christi defeats Southeast Missouri State 75-71. to Pitt and Mississippi State 
are about halfway through the first half, tied at 14. As Drew Guy sneaks that one in there for strike number one on a 3-1 count. Bases are loaded for Aaron Burton, the nine-hole hitter for the Gators. One away, Drew Guy trying to battle back after a 3-0 count. It's 3-1 now on Burton. And away for ball four. And that walks in a run for the Gators. They lead 13-6. And if you are a fan of the World Baseball Classic, Canada defeated Columbia 5-0, which was a huge loss for Columbia, which helps the United States that much more as they are all in the same pool. So the United States will take on Columbia tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. How about that perfect game that was thrown? That was pretty sweet. That was that awesome. Was the first time ever that's happened in the World Baseball Classic. So Wyatt Tharp, the one-hole hitter, steps up, and that's dropped in a nice-looking curveball. Strike one from Drew Guy. Bases are loaded after walking in a run. It's 13-6 to Gators. And I believe we are at the point of, if another run scores, that will be the eight after five run run rule, correct? As far as I know, that's what we've seen so far. That drops in there for strike number two and a quick 0-2 hole on Wyatt Tharp. It's nice to see that on a couple Glenwood batters. We've seen it a couple times tonight yeah. on Glenwood batters, but credit to them, they've actually gotten some really good hits off of 0-2. So here it is. Tries to catch that corner again, went right back to it, just couldn't quite get the call. And a 1-2 for Drew Guy, the fourth least got pitcher to play here in game two. And again, that Lee Scott, or the uh, Glenwood, excuse me, dug out very vocal. Here's the one-two. Hit hard into left. And misplayed it in left. Did he get it? Oh, he did. He grabbed it. The grab was made. Tag at third, and you get the out. He made the catch out in left field. And a little confusion right now for everybody as Lee Scott makes the grab. The run is scored. I believe the, the they're, they're asking for an appeal. I don't know if there was if the runner at third tagged. I don't think he did. But I guess they're going to let it go. And I believe it's a 10 run after five. Okay. I believe it's a 10 run after five um, here at in in AISA, as that one is in the dirt, gets past Jake Cummings. There's a run scored from third for Glenwood. They're up 15-6 to six now. And that brings up Jackson Riggs. For Glenwood's got a 1-0 count runner on second, still two away in the bottom of this fifth inning. As painful as it is for the players, you know, you want this a little bit earlier on in the season. So that way you realize, hey, we have we have ways to improve. We have things that we need to work on. You get in that winning mentality, and it can be almost a mindset. Hard hit ball into center field, and it drops for a base hit. A run will score, and that should do it as Glenwood takes a 10-run lead, and they're going to run roll. Lee Scott, 16-6. to is the final score in just five innings. Lee Scott falls to Glenwood. They go 0-3 against the Gators as they technically walk it off here in the fifth inning. 
Warriors fall 16-6 here on the road at Glenwood. Stay tuned. We'll be back for the Orthopedic Clinic postgame show, and we'll wrap it all up on a disappointing couple of days for Lee Scott on the baseball diamond against rival Glenwood. They fall 16-6. Stay tuned for the Orthopedic Clinic postgame show here on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. The Gouge Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gougecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North 9th Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Our final score here in game number two of a doubleheader between Lee Scott and Glenwood. Your Warriors fall to the Gators 16-6 here on the road. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you in the Orthopedic Clinic postgame show. The Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you on the web at theorthoclinic.com. Well, as I mentioned, as we were going to the break as the game ended Three games in two days against this Glenwood squad. At least, Scott, unfortunately, they come up winless in all three. They do, and it, the, the thing that you mentioned earlier is it felt like in all three of them, they're very winnable games. We talk about the final score of last night. We talk about the final score here. But this was a 6 nothing ball game in Lee Scott's favor, and all of a sudden you see 16 runs in a span of two and two-thirds of an inning. We highlighted just the self-inflicted wounds that snowballed throughout the entire effect. And then the, the, what you mentioned was just the inability to get those easy outs. You give a team four or five outs in an inning, they're going to make you pay every single time. Lee Scott falls to Glenwood 16-6 to here in game number two. And, of course, last night they fall 9-3 to in that first game against the Gators. And in game one today, they lost 9-7 to in a game where they had the runner on first. They had a batter up in the, in the tying run at the plate. Just couldn't quite bring it around. And you look at some of the... Some of the individual performances. Uh, you had a couple of big hits, and I think the biggest one of the day was 
uh, for Lee Scott. I mean, you could point out a couple of them. You had a double back in that first game from Thomas Whittington that drove in a couple of runs. You had Pelza Rees with a single that drove in a run here in this game to start it off. Uh, you had a big double again from Pelza Rees, a couple of singles from the bottom of the lineup, something that we highlighted that was struggling coming into game two tonight that really picked it up early on. But again, we talked about the easy outs that Lee Scott unable to get at times and the, the self-inflicted wounds, I think, are things that Lee Scott can look at over this two-day span and say, we can work on those, and we can beat Glenwood, and we can beat anybody if we just fix those things. Yeah, and I think one thing that you want to highlight in this game specifically is in those first two innings, the bats came out swinging, and they were aggressive swings in the batter's box. And for some reason, in about that, that third inning, or even, even in that second inning, honestly, it seemed as if the mentality changed, and it went from, okay, we have the lead again, let's go back, let's see some pitches, and all of a sudden, like we saw, countless times throughout this three-game series that 0-2, 1-2 hold that the least guy hitters are putting in, and all of a sudden you're having to guess whether it's a fastball and a velocity, and the t- or fastball or a curveball, and the velocity that those Glenwood pitchers have, you know, you're not going to be able to just sit there and, and sit on that curveball or sit on that fastball. They're going to make you pay for it. Lee Scott comes on the road in a doubleheader at Glenwood. They drop both game one and game two, nine to seven in the first and 16 to six here in the second as we just approach the nine o'clock hour. It's been a long day here at Glenwood. And uh, Christian, I appreciate you joining me. Christian Griffin, my color commentator. And uh, you joined me yesterday. You joined me today. And I'm looking forward to you being a part of this as we move along in the season here for Lee Scott Academy. They dropped some tough games versus the Gators. Our next broadcast will be on the 23rd against Bessemer. Uh, the 23rd of March uh, should be next week, so stay tuned for that. That'll be at home at Lee Scott Academy at John Meals Field, so looking forward to getting back home. And Christian, we just about froze, but we did it out here, brother. And Lee Scott, they fall in both games, game one and game two, to Glenwood. You got to experience your first Lee Scott-Glenwood rivalry, so welcome in, man. I did, yeah, it was fun. Uh Got to see, hear a little bit of chirping from both dugouts. You got to see some really good baseball, honestly, regardless of the score. Very competitive baseball game. You see Glenwood edge it out in, the, in all three of them, but a very competitive atmosphere. Uh, and, again, it's just great to be back at the ball field. Again, last night I couldn't think of the word underrated. That was, <laughs> that was the one word that I could not think of. But a high school atmosphere I think is one of the more underrated things in sports. I remember playing in, in environments. I remember playing in rivalry games. And it just brings a little bit out of you because, you know, you, you know these guys. You grew up with these guys. You grew yep, up playing 100%. against them. Rather than a college rivalry or something where, you know, you, you're playing against the name that's a school. I feel like this, you're almost playing against the individuals because you know them. You want those individual bragging rights. And so, again, it was just really cool to be out here, and I thank you for joining me, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. It should be a good year as Lee Scott, unfortunately, falls to Glenwood here in a doubleheader at Glenwood to the Gators. Lee Scott, again, We our next broadcast will be March 23rd uh, at home against Bessemer, so looking forward to that. That'll be here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app. For my color commentator, Christian Griffin, I'm Jacob goings until next time stay safe i'll talk to you later and go warriors you've been listening to lee scott warrior baseball brought to you by auburn express towing on the lee scott sports network presented by the orthopedic clinic Sponsored by the Orthopedic Clinic, Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply.
This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without Radio Alabama's consent is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening.